Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back to the YouTube channel. Welcome back to the multi-dimensional journey. And I'm so glad you guys are here. Um, today we're going to be talking about some trauma-informed techniques for ayahuasca preparation. And I'm really excited to get into today's topic with you. And before we get started, it'd be really helpful. If you're listening to the podcast, be sure to leave a rating or a review for the podcast. It really, really helps me out. And here on the YouTube, if you enjoyed this, hit the like button and subscribe so you don't miss future videos that I upload. I upload the podcast and the YouTube Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays right now. So let's get into it. So trauma-informed techniques for ayahuasca preparation. And there's definitely a lot of things that one can do. And today we'll be going over some things that I often prepare myself with and also the people that I'm working with, my students, my clients who are either beginners or they're seasoned um, seekers of truth, so to speak, that they're on the path of growth and transformation and they're wanting to, you know, know who they are on, on their deepest and truest level outside of our survivor self, of um, patterns that we've picked up from childhood or society or culture, whatever it may be. So first and foremost, starting with the nervous system, as I talk a lot about on the podcast and the channel, it's always something to come back to. And, and it's really because, you know, ayahuasca presents so many different uh, things. I mean, <laughs> just to say it super lightly, it can present a lot of images, emotions, sensations that are unique to you, you know. Um, but we all have a nervous system and we all have um, a mind, so to speak, that we want to really hold with compassion throughout uh, our ayahuasca experience. So first and foremost, cultivating some form of mindfulness practice. And, and what I mean by that is, is having the ability to observe a image or a thought, an emotion or sensation in the body and to observe it non-judgmentally and, and better yet compassionately and with curiosity. So basically what that would look like is in, in like when we lose the observer mindset or the mindfulness is um, I'm anxious, I'm feeling anxious, my, my body is responding, I'm scared. And basically what happens is that we kind of lose that seeing from the forest, from the trees where, you know, in a, in a mindful observer, compassionate, curious state, you or me or anyone could say, I'm noticing that I'm feeling some anxiety. I'm noticing that I'm seeing this image in my mind and I, I don't really know what it's about, but I'm curious, take me deeper into it, you know, in, in the ayahuasca space, speaking directly to the ayahuasca, take me deeper into that. I'm curious about it. Or feeling an emotion <clears throat> or feeling a sensation oh I'm, I'm noticing this sensation in my lower back or in my heart you know I'm curious about it I'm open to it so we want to have a mindfulness practice so we can kind of begin to exercise that muscle and practice it because because it is a practice you know there's so much happening in anyone's nervous system and perception um, in any given moment you know, even as you're watching this video, even, even as I'm filming, you know, this podcast and this, this video, there's a lot of things that are happening. So just kind of think about it when we're adding uh, ayahuasca to the mix, we want, and that, that accelerates things. It's a catalyst. It brings up more and shows us more at a faster rate. So we really want to stay grounded and present through that process. So one of my favorite ways to practice mindfulness, as I've mentioned many times on this video, is, is just through the breath, you know, breathing in nice and deep and out and just going inside and observing your breath sensations and just you know kind of noticing 
And as you notice, even that statement or that uh, stance, I am noticing, that's kind of how you know you have the observer mindset. Um, the, the other things to kind of, um, that are really helpful for a trauma-informed approach for ayahuasca preparation is regulating the nervous system through deep breathing. So aside from observing the sensations, doing exercises, the, you know, the deep inhale into the belly, all the way up into the heart, out through the mouth, long exhale. This is your number one compadre on your journey with ayahuasca. It's your breath. Your breath is going to help guide you, ground you through the onset, through the peak and through the come down with whatever comes with that. You know, whether it's through unity experiences, expansiveness, or even, you know, challenging experiences, always coming back to your breath. Because um, when we hold our breath or we start to contract, it's, it's just a little harder to navigate anything, really. But we're talking about ayahuasca here. So always, always knowing that you can come back to your breath. So practicing these things way ahead of time will really help you in feeling like you've really prepared your set which is your, you know, your mind, your nervous system, your body, your vessel to really receive um, the, the practice of ayahuasca and navigate it with confidence and at minimum knowing that you have the tools to do that. So the second thing we're going to talk about is exposing your nervous system to activation. So what I mean by that is intentionally and consciously activating your nervous system because that is what we're doing when we're taking ayahuasca. We're, we're consciously choosing to activate our nervous system. Our, um, our nervous system, our memory networks, you know, we're basically asking the assistance of something to guide me through um, different ways of, of seeing things, different ways of feeling things, different perspectives, insights, um, you know, we, we can't name them all in this video, right? But different, uh, different landscape and a different tapestry that we just don't have access to in our everyday ordinary consciousness. So check out the video um, where I said like different ways to um, basically enter non-ordinary states of consciousness without ayahuasca. That's a great one. But through activating breath work, like breath of fire, which is a kundalini practice, Wim Hof, which includes the active um, rapid breath plus the cold exposure. These are ways to intentionally activate our nervous system. And my favorite, breathwork journeys. You know, through the breathwork journey where we, we have access to and we get to play with that non-ordinary state of consciousness um, so we can have some exposure and have some familiarity with non-ordinary states of consciousness before we take the ayahuasca. And this, this is for beginners and also seasoned practitioners. You know, uh, I'm a seasoned practitioner myself and I take lots of breaks. I've been practicing with ayahuasca since 2016. And, you know, if I've had a long period of integration where I'm just not activating my nervous system in that way, as I'm preparing you know, I'll start to do that again. I'll do more breathwork journeys. I'll do more cold exposure. I'll do more activating breaths. So my nervous system can feel that activation and I'm bringing it more online. So I feel confident that I can navigate it. I, my nervous system feels that familiarity. So it's, it's like not a surprise essentially. And, and the analogy is, is like an athlete who takes time off, right. And then comes back in, you know, we want to prime our nervous system. So we feel ready. Um, and then another kind of thing to keep in mind is a good practice is just kind of taking inventory or understanding where, where are you at your, in your season of your personal timeline? And that could be trauma timelines. That could be, um, like what, 
what's at the forefront for you. And it is, it is good to have an understanding of like, what are the events, whether they were stressful or traumatizing that have happened in my life. And am I aware of them? And to do some like self-reflection on them because more than likely it doesn't happen always, but these things can come up in the ayahuasca space. So it's helpful to have some sort of a minimum familiarity with them, with sitting with them, maybe journaling about them. If you're working with a coach or a therapist, talking about them or feeling into them, you know, as somebody else is holding space for you so that when it does come up in the ayahuasca space, or if it comes up, you're kind of like, okay, I've, I've kind of researched this on my own already. And I'm, I am open to receiving some more guidance, some more clarity and some more insights as to what, you know, this ayahuasca experience can offer me. When we go into an advanced practice like ayahuasca with just not taking any inventory at all, it can be very destabilizing, disorienting. Um, and so I have found that when me or the clients that I'm working with, when we take that inventory up front, it is helpful. There's really no way to ensure that we have everything on the timeline, you know, to the nth degree, everything that's happened. I, I would say that's a little impossible. But if if we're digging, you know, deep enough to just kind of at least look at these things, then it will be really, really helpful. Um, some other tips are, you know, basically really considering your setting, basically where you're going for your ceremony or your journey. And also your facilitator, you know, making sure you're researching and vetting the place that you're going to, um, kind of checking in with their qualifications to facilitate ayahuasca and making sure you're comfortable with that. And, you know, making sure you, you get a chance to ha have a conversation where there's clear boundaries about what you expect and what you need and what your preferences are for your particular journey. Um, I'll just share an example. I, I personally prefer for my, the deepest healings that I need to do or the deepest inquiries, so to speak, um, that where I can flourish the best is one-on-one -on -one facilitation in the daytime. That's what works best for my nervous system. And I, you know, I usually, if not always have a very close relationship with my facilitators. Um, even though I've been in other situations where I haven't, but I've been able to compare and contrast that for me and what I know what works best for me now. And what I have found what works best for my nervous system is when I have an established relationship with my facilitator way before ceremony day. That way that, that communication is there, um, clear communication about, you know, what the setting is going to be like. And those are all things that the nervous system likes it in, in such unpredictability of, you know, working with plant medicine, psychedelics, non-ordinary states of consciousness. In this case, ayahuasca, the more that we can know for our nervous system, the deeper we can go into the actual ayahuasca space. There is enough novelty and unpredictability just in the ayahuasca you're taking, you know? So the, the more we can feel we have agency and empowerment in that process, the better. And last but not least, definitely not least, one of, one of my favorite uh, protective factors, safeguards, preventatives, I think it's probably one of the best preventatives is going into your dosing structure in a titrated way. And what I mean by that is that you don't take a really big dose up front. You really take your time easing into it. So that way your nervous system has the room to really become familiar with the ayahuasca over a longer period of time. And that way we can prevent uh, overwhelm, um, disorientation. These are all things that can be um, too much for the nervous system. 
And so you basically want to have a conversation with your facilitator and how you would like to go into the space slowly. You don't want to be rocket shipped up to the moon and back. Um, you would like to ease into that rocket ship. Um, I think there's a uh, maybe maybe like a misunderstanding that in order for ayahuasca or any plant medicine or psychedelic to be profound and transformative, it has to, profound and transformative. It has to be very big very big experience and although you know partially that that is true based on people's reports um it's it's i would say it's best in terms of a trauma-informed approach to go in slowly for the sake of the nervous system the nervous system really like slow and steady so it can really calibrate to the experience in the way that um it wants to it's kind of like once again that that exercise or that athlete analogy before we hit the ground running and sprinting we want to warm up and that's essentially by dosing slowly we're warming up we're warming up the nervous system to take on this really big experience and you know if you think about it it's like if you just take your time in those first hour two hours three hours you have a whole journey ahead of you still you still have like four or five hours in front of you that can be massively transformative if we just kind of take our time and the other thing is that there's a lot that can happen in the subtlety there, there really is. We can make a whole video on that. And it doesn't always have to be fast, big, expansive right away. We can ease into that. And that way, it, my experience and my belief, we actually can integrate it and recall um, a lot better, you know, because we're more connected. Our nervous system is more connected to the experience that is occurring. So that's some of your trauma-informed ayahuasca preparation tips, the mindfulness, the regulation through the breathing, um, having an inventory on your traumas and understanding them, being really selective of the setting and the facilitator that you're choosing, and titrating your dose. So I hope you liked this podcast and this video. Uh, like I said, if you liked it and you enjoyed it, be sure to leave a rating and also hit that like button and subscribe. And also check all the links down below for my upcoming events, workshops. You can subscribe to my newsletter, get a free meditation, um, how to work with me one-on-one, -on -one, and all of those good things. So I'll see you guys next time and take care. Bye.